The only thing permanent around here is change, and that's a good thing when it's happening to your church. But sometimes the church, the institution of the church, really resists change. Why is that? We're going to talk about it in this particular episode, so stay tuned. Welcome to Church Tips, the daily show designed to give you practical ideas and strategies you can use to get better, break barriers, and grow the church. Thanks for joining us today. Now here are your hosts, Dick and Jonathan Hardy. You know, the other day I was talking to a buddy of mine, Brooks Miller, a good guy, and uh, he's in the medical field. He knows I'm in the in the church space. And we were just talking about how institutions over time become change resistant, uh, no matter what it is, uh, whether it's education, business, law, church, medicine, so on. Uh, so that's exactly what we want to talk about today in, uh, in the business of church. Why is it that the church, big C, so I'm not talking about your local church. I'm talking about the church uh, universe at large. Yeah. Why does it resist change? And so uh, we're going to talk about four things here. Now, when we talk about these, they're broken into kind of two categories. So the first two, Jonathan's going to talk about, and these are generally pretty good reasons that we resist change. And then the last two are ones that I'm going to talk about that are bad reasons for resisting change. So Jonathan, okay. jump us in. Let's, let's jump in. So the first one is that the institution of the church centers on doctrine. Yeah. Uh, and that's a good thing, yeah. you know, and doctrine almost never changes. I mean, you could probably say over the course of history, there's been some, you know, minute changes uh, as culture changes or as our understanding of scripture changes and so forth. But for the most part, Doctrine doesn't really change. Right. And so that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, but then when it comes to making methodical changes or strategic changes or other changes, we so closely uh, align or um, assign our doctrine with how we do church. Yeah. And as a result, um, people feel like it might it might mean we're compromising and we're compromising our doctrine, or it might mean that we're heading down a slippery slope. But that's not actually the case, right. and so we have to we have to pull the church as a whole has to pull themselves out and say, okay, well, doctrine is one thing, but methods and strategies is something different. Exactly. And so that's one of the reasons why uh, it's hard for people yeah. because because of the 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 sense that we as believers center. Uh, our churches on doctrine. Now, we talk a little bit about this in episode one. If you haven't listened to episode one, I'd encourage you to do that on the five reasons why change is so hard. Uh, and that's more as it relates to the local church or yeah. your your local church. Right. So be sure to check that out if you haven't. But that's really the first one. And then on the heels of that, really the second uh, reason why changes the church as a whole is, is so change resistant is because the institution of the church has absolutes. Right. As believers... Right is right, wrong is wrong. I mean, if we really believe that the Bible is the yeah. inspired word of God, right. and if it's if it's God's word to us, and this is our guide for life, and this right. is the 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 way we're supposed to live our lives, well, then you know what the Bible says means that's how we have to live. And yeah. so, right's right, wrong's wrong, and and so we have to be firm in our beliefs, and that's a good thing, yeah. and we have that stability in Scripture. But then it goes back to what I was just talking about is because of our firm beliefs in the absolutes, then it's hard sometimes for people to translate other types of changes exactly. different from the absolutes. Exactly. Exactly. You know, that uh, those two really are very good, solid reasons uh, that change is resistant, although we as leaders have to mitigate those things 
as we're trying to change, as you said, the methods and so on. Sure. When you go to the third reason, now this gets to be real clear. This is a very difficult thing, and that is that time calcifies the institution. You know, if I were to ask you which church is more likely to be growing, a church plant or an 80 or 90-year-old church? Mm-hmm. It's a church plant, church plant. because they're, they're young, they're vibrant, they're energized. They've got to get people, and they're on mission. Yep. Um, the, the older the institution gets, and this goes back to my conversation with Brooks, that uh, because his, his institution is a young institution mm-hmm. in medicine when you compare to old institutions in medicine. Well, uh, as a young church, you're going you're gonna to be able to move and change faster. So now... Let's think about human beings. If I said to you, he's got a couple little kids, my grandkids, um, their bones versus their grandparents' bones. A, a three-year-old's bones versus a 90-year-old bones. Which are brittle? Yeah. The 90-year-old. The 90-year-old bones are brittle. That's why when you see these archaeologists going in and they're looking for things, but they, they, can, they can break something that has been centuries old can crumble in no time. Time calcifies. Time calcifies Mm -hmm. your church. And if you're not working to exercise the muscles of your church, uh, mission, vision, uh, leadership growth, you're going to find yourself growing brittle. And then change is very, very difficult. Um, Old churches that change... Do not calcify. So just because you're 80 or 90 years old as a church doesn't mean you have to calcify. Hmm. You've got to ex- if you look at old people that exercise, they live longer, right? Because they're constantly working those muscles. Yeah. So I don't want to yeah. beat a dead horse here, but um, <laughs> time calcifies the institution. Number four, the church creates security, the status quo. Now security is good. Good on one one hand, you know we talked about the doctrines, we talked about the absolutes. But change rocks the boat. Change in the methods Jonathan was talking about rocks the boat. Um, If you, as as an institution, say that we want to stay the same because Herb and Mabel and the church want us to stay the same, I can guarantee you it'll be no growth. Um, when, When you get comfortable, when the church, the institution gets comfortable, that equals forgetting mission because mission is not comfortable. Oh, yeah. Your mission to reach spiritually lost people is, is a, it's alive, it's energizing, it rocks the boat. And when you stop rocking the boat, I'm just guaranteeing you'll be forgetting about mission. So what do you say then about people who say, well, but we got to take care of our church people and we can't just be reaching out the lost, lost, unsaved spirit, un, you know, well, people, how do you, how do you? Well, what's implied with that question is that it's an either or, and yeah. it, there is not an either or. You are taking care of your people and you are focused on mission. Yeah. Let's go back to those church plants. Yeah. Are those church plants taking care of their people? You bet. And are they effective to mission? You bet. Yeah. You know, and and we now when you talk about the people in the church, we talk about this in episodes five and six. I really would encourage you to go back and uh, and listen to those podcasts. Helping people buy into change, yeah. because 
you need buy-in. Yeah. And that's one of the roles of the, of the pastor is to is to help people buy in. So there's the four we've covered. Give us a snapshot of this. Yeah, those. well, let me just recap real quick. Yeah. So there's four things. The, the first is that the institution of the church centers on doctrine. Second, the institution of the church has absolutes. And so those are good things, but they also create this change resistance. And then on the uh, flip side, the third thing was that time calcifies the institution of the church. And four, the church creates security, the status quo. So uh, with all that being said, then it comes to the point of saying, well, okay, so if we need to continue to work and taking into context our local church, we understand now this is kind of the big picture for big church C, but uh, local church, how, how do we how do we take this and say, okay, what are we going to do? Yeah. And so that's one of the things that I think you need to figure out for your church is right. what do I do? And one of the ways that is constantly helpful for you to keep uh, this front and center of your mind is when you're constantly growing and when you're when you're personally developing more and more as a leader right. uh, because everything rises and falls on leadership we believe that to be true absolutely and so that's why i want to encourage you if you haven't uh, checked out the master class that i held on the four secrets that help pastors go to the next level and reach more and more people i would encourage you to do that and we have the replay available all you have to do is go to four uh, leaders.church slash secrets and this is the four secrets masterclass leaders.church slash secrets be sure to check that out and uh you'll be glad you did and then finally uh thank you so much for listening today or watching whatever platform you're watching or listening on if it's a podcast be sure to subscribe and give us a rate and review we'd love to hear feedback from you uh, if you're on youtube be sure to hit that subscribe button and uh we just are so thankful that you've joined us today anything else i think we're good to go all right well look we'll look forward to seeing you next time take care Hey, Jonathan here, real quick before you go. Did you know 71% of pastors report being extremely stressed or highly stressed? 90% of pastors feel worn out working between 55 to 75 hours per week. And then get this, 70% of pastors say they have a lower self-esteem now than when they started ministry. Can you relate to any of that? In reality, everything in your ministry rises and falls on your leadership. So investing in your leadership is essential to staying healthy and growing the ministry. And that's why I want to invite you to join us inside the Leaders.Church membership. It's your opportunity to invest in your leadership. This online streaming service for pastors gives you access to more than 300 videos plus training material to level up your leadership and improve your ministry skills. If you're ready to give your leadership growth a boost, simply go to leaders.church slash boost. Again, that's leaders.church slash boost. Well, thanks again for joining us today on the Church Tips Podcast. We'll look forward to seeing you next time.